you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL podcast is running out of money tags. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am in a room that just filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Not just hey, Dan. Woo. How about happy birthday, Dan Hansis? Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Oh, oh, come on. Why does it rotate? My wife calls me Wolfman. <laughs> okay, I reloaded. <laughs> there will be blood. <laughs> Damn you all to hell. Is this who I am? How does rain work? <laughs> Somebody's salty. Ooh, keep an eye on the browns. <laughs> They're special. Oh, hang on a second. I have another phone call. This one's for Dan. This one's for Dan. This one's for Dan. Oh, yeah. Also, that one's for Dan. Happy birthday. Hey, Dan, this is Brett Veach. Uh, Happy birthday, buddy. Very well done. Uh, There we go. Wow. Lindsay. uh, Big ups to Lindsay. Lindsay put that together in a, a very limited amount of time today. That's a professional. And did you guys record Vox there as well, or was that just taking a little bit, a little bit at her prompting? We did a little bit. Yeah, of wow, it was Lindsay. it was big of uh, Mr. Veach to call it. Last <laughs> it was, it was. <laughs> you haven't been hit with a cease and desist from uh, Brad Veach yet. He was. It's coming. He sent it by snail mail, so it'll be here soon. Don't think I didn't have to Google how to send a voice memo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, Lindsay, and everybody. oh, getting tweets today. Oh, are you taking today off? No. No, that's not how there this There are works. no days off here. We are in draft week. No So, got to grind. Me and Belichick, no maybe we're more alike than no I'd like to admit. Because no it's grind off. time. The it draft is, is no less than off. four days away now. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. <laughs> and uh, we have so, we have, you know, just get here. Please get here. You know, I've already said multiple times in the past two weeks, they should move the draft up. Today, when I was sitting it in our little cubicles, those doomed cubicles, uh, Greg, that really, especially on your birthday for whatever reason, and you're starting to get older, you start to wonder what you're really doing. And I'm sitting in this cubicle, almost trapped. You might as well put bars around it is the way I felt. Uh, time actually stopped. <laughs> and I was looking around to see if anybody else noticed. For about 90 seconds straight, time stopped. And that's what it really feels like with the draft. It's got to get here. It's on Thursday, but come on, clock. The best time for the draft is always a week before the current date. Put it in the rearview mirror always. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And we are so excited to bring back one of our favorite games at the end of today's show. Go get my lunch, you total degenerate. The draft edition. So... Big, big, big wager. Wes, you put pressure on yourself for the, for the free agency. Didn't work out. Even more pressure here, you would say. Correct? 
I don't know if I want to approach this as a competitive person or not. Hmm. I don't know if I've given up on that or not. Yeah, yeah, I think you could look at it as a total lack of pressure since there's no right. repercussions to winning or losing or yeah. no sandwiches ever get uh, exchanged. Well, that's not necessarily true, though. It's just a matter of the people that are losing have got to cough up some sandwiches. Well, that's you're pointing it at me because when I look at the, <laughs> the way that they've you know put the tally together on the gogetmylunch.org, Nick Fortier, nice job there, I owe every single person sandwiches and not a single person owes me anything. <laughs> It's been well. We'll go through before we get into uh, this year's props for the draft. We'll look quickly back at last year's draft, and I I just have to say I was flabbergasted by a couple of your props last year, Mark. There's a reason why you tend to owe more than you're owed, <laughs> right? Each- and this last year's draft was a perfect distillation of that. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, when we're dedicating only three props each time, don't use one or two. Uh, uh, in each show on the end of the earth or the end of you know the, the event that we're the covering. The thing is, here's the way I look at it. No one really remembers almost anything anyone wagered at all. If I got an apocalyptic scenario correct, it's getting picked up by CNN. Yeah, right. It's getting picked up all around the place by multiple media well, outlets, the, and that's all that anyone remembers. Yeah, it's the well, long but game. no one would remember because the world would be ending. But you no, would have portions a of, of the world. Will you would have. I feel like it wouldn't be at the top headline yeah. though. You would have. That thing happened. It's it would be a sidebar. You would have NFL NFL scribe predicted this. Bang! It's going to be a whole documentary. Like a legend in my mind. Thank you. Right, just (laughs) before you and everyone you love, you know, cease to exist, you'll have the knowledge that so many listeners of our show, their last thought will be like, "Well, I guess Mark was right. He called it." Well, like- Greg, Greg can cling to the fact that he picks like a second, you know, a second tier <laughs> Packers running back getting the fourth amount of guaranteed money in free agency. Well, that's that's a legacy. Um, Sit on that. <laughs> Maybe you'll get like a Gil Brandt um, shadow account runner tweet. I like that. I mean, that's big. Yeah, that is before big. the fireball hits the earth. Props <laughs> to Mark big. Sessler, who. Yeah. Knew all along that this was happening. <laughs> I'd be that would wrap it at that point. <clears throat> Curtains, baby. We also have a special guest. We're going to get on uh, the show to talk about another draft prospect uh, and then some news. In fact, let's get to the news, uh, uh, Miss Fulton, because uh, the top of the news regards Mark's favorite team, who's picking first in the draft. You know those videos Odell's got little, little uh, left to center. Let's say not, not a fan of those, but uh, he's the best wide receiver in the league. All right, we start with the Cleveland Browns uh, and Monday morning quarterback, founder, um, sled dog, icon of the NFL sports writing business, Peter King, wrote in his latest Monday morning quarterback column that a source he, quote, trusts, who is very, quote, well-connected and, quote, very often right, said that the Browns won't take Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen at number one. Uh, and that is in contrast with the steady drumbeat, Mark Sessler, that the Browns would or were in love with Josh Allen and his upside. We don't have to dig back in because we just did it last week on the show about all the reasons why you might not want to take Josh Allen at number one. But what I take out of this report, and even King acknowledges you're kind of a slave to your sources this time of year. It doesn't mean you're right. But it seems that starting now to swing back to Sam Darnold now as we get to the final days before the draft. And I, frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a leak in the next 24 to 48 hours that Darnold is the man. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. And I I can't help but remember when the Rams were all but guaranteed to take Jared Goff. And it sure felt like the league got in the ear of the Rams and said, please bring this to the 11th hour. Don't sell this down the river with four or five days to go. I don't think that John Dorsey's out there telling anyone, anyone that knows Peter King or anyone else at this point, what he's going to do. But I think the building, I think my guess would be inside the building that there's been healthy debate over two quarterbacks. And I don't think that it is Josh Allen. I think it was probably coming down to Darnold and Baker Mayfield. And right now, Darnold's the guy that the combine, when the combine began, everyone said it is Darnold hands down. Then everything happened, and we're back there, like you said. I just think that, barring a surprise, they're going to go with what seems to them like the safer pick in Darnold. I don't think it's the guy that I want, but it's the guy they Mm. want. Well, Chris Ballard was uh, in Kansas City. What's your favorite type of frog? (laughs) With with John Dorsey, and he said on, on Good Morning Football last week that 
Dorsey wouldn't tell him who he was taking. He wouldn't tell anyone in the room that you could get a guess or a feel, but he would listen to everyone. And I, I was, you know, assuming he was basically talking about the Patrick Mahomes that he, that even a guy who's working with him didn't know what he was going to do. So that's why it's, it's tough to really know from the outside. Uh, but it, it makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Did you, Mark, did you say you don't want them to take Donald at number one? Who do you want them to take? I, I couldn't have been wrong on almost every quarterback they picked all along, so this means nothing, but I just sort of want Rosen or Baker Mayfield. Mm. I don't know why. I just It's something about yeah, one of those two. Sessler has a No, I, I actually feel like I don't have Sessler's about Brown's draft picks anymore because, I, <laughs> again, I've been wrong a million times. But You and all, everybody else. There's been a lot of Brown's draft picks that look the, good in the, the moment. the massive flood of unaccountable scouts inside that organization that have failed over and over and over. So <laughs> please get it right. Well, they have been fired repeatedly. True, but they're making a lot of money after the fact. It's actually the same scouts things. that get fired and rehired. No one's noticed. It's just the same people. That explains so much. Uh, in other news, oh, another topic we don't need to spend a ton of time on, but we'll check in on. Uh, Willie Sneed officially Uh, to become a member of the Ravens. Rap Sheet reported the Saints will not match Baltimore's offer that was made to Snead. Uh, He signed that on Friday. Two years up to $10.4 million, $7 million base. Uh, The Saints had five days to match that, and they decided not to. So Snead joins the Ravens. Uh, Better fit, Wes. I love the fit, and it's interesting to me that outside of the flyer on RG3, essentially the only moves the Ravens have done so far this offseason have been to the wide receiver core and they've overhauled the entire wide receiver core John Brown was a, was a very interesting flyer on a speedy guy Michael Crabtree Willie Sneed to me this is a major major upgrade over Jeremy Macklin Mike Wallace and Brashad Perriman or Chris Moore, Chris Moore whoever they had on the field last year bad news for Dez too when we touched on that but the Ravens take take the Ravens off the list we heard the report that the Giants aren't interested. He's not going to the Eagles. The Redskins apparently not interested. This could take a while for Des. Feels like the Harbaugh slash Flacco era somewhat depends on con- continuing uh, on making this these receivers work. Sneed, Crabtree, Brown, mm. and, and that passing game. I think they didn't want to go into the draft having to feel the pressure to draft a wide receiver in the first. There aren't a lot. I could see one or two wide receivers tops going in the first round potentially. And... I think they maybe want to use that pick if someone fell to them like Lamar Jackson on a quarterback. And I just want to say, I think they've improved their wide receiver group, but John Brown, Michael Crabtree, uh, Sneed, none of these guys are can't miss to be productive players next year. No. It still feels very much a crapshoot whether the Ravens are going to be moving the ball, but the one thing we do know is that Justin Tucker is going to kick the shit out of the ball and it's going to go right between those uprights. I would say this. Consistently! Uh- I would say one thing about that wide receiver core, though. They complement each other really well. It's not like they went out and tried to find three yes. number ones. Cool. Yeah, you're right. They found Snead in the slot. Crabtree's your red zone guy, and Job Brown's your deep threat. Uh, meanwhile, on the throne of sleaze, Rob Gronkowski was at Gillette Stadium. Good news, Patriots fans. <laughs> Here's the bad news. It was on behalf of the Monster Energy Supercross team. Uh, Gronk was uh, at a dirt, dirt bike gala. I didn't know that was a thing that existed, but you learn a lot. When At you least follow, still. When you follow Gronk in the offseason, uh, there was also a press conference at this dirt bike gala. I, I keep on stopping myself from saying dirt bag gala. <laughs> but I guess in my youth, the kids that not a lot of kids had dirt bikes, but it was very popular in the 80s in movies and stuff. Like, oh, he's got a dirt bike. Usually you were a dirt bag. Or a rougher set of yeah. a child would, would be roaming around on the dirt bike, probably get into fisticuffs. Anyway, Gronk was asked about his status for the 2018 season during this Monster Energy Supercross press conference. Here's what he had to say. I've been riding dirt bikes. I've been training really hard. I can vroom, vroom really good. I can ride that bike like no other. And uh, my speed is up today. Are you still contemplating retirement from, the, from football? Uh, it depends on how my racing skills go today. Uh, and <laughs> of note... The top headline on Patriots.com on Sunday read, Gronk Presser, a, quote, bad look. (laughs) And uh, that was taken from a commentary from WEEI, a local sports talk station in Boston. Uh, Guys, is Gronk trying to get himself traded right now? Greg, is it a big deal? The the Crafts must be excited because he was trying to get people into the stadium for the uh, motocross event (laughs) that day at Gillette. 
that they're making money off of. So it's all, you so know. So it's all good. It's all one, part way of the, one way to shade that, all, that news story. It's all part of the game. All right, Kissing Cousins, your thoughts. 100% of the reactions I saw after this basically took it as Grunk giving Belichick the middle finger. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. Well, the second answer where they were like, are you going to report to workouts? And he basically was just sort of a hard no. It's like there would have maybe been a different way to kind of tone shift that answer to say, well, hey, you're not still really good at tone shift. No, he's not. He but barely... not, not really a gifted improv actor. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you listen to Gronk in any transcript. I'm not making fun of the guy. He's very successful and extremely wealthy. Seems to have a nice family support system and, you know, he's done well in his life. Not usually any sentence really. They don't come out too well. Uh, uh, you know, he's not going to be able to give you an artfully crafted non-answer answer. Do you plan on attending the optional workouts that are upcoming? Uh, no. Why? Got dirt biking skills to work. <laughs> Just a bit dismissive. <laughs> I think he. I think at, at Gillette Stadium, uh, it is a troll job of the Patriots, and I'm wondering if he really is really trying to get traded and then getting a new contract with wherever he gets traded. And then it makes me wonder how feasible that remains, especially with the draft a couple of days ago away. He he's just he's trying to annoy them. It, it certainly se- seems like there was a report though that they're fully expecting that he's not retiring. That they don't even think that's an option at this point, which seems germane. But to your point, you know, on a scale of like shocking things Bill Belichick has done as a general manager, how high up would trading Rob Gronkowski on drafty be at this point? Like he's done more shocking things than that. I don't think I, if, that would be up there, but it would be yeah. up there, but it's, it wouldn't be that crazy. I, I just think it's not going to happen primarily because I don't think they're going to they wouldn't be able to get a great, great offer for him. And that's the only reason. Wait, why what would, would be it now that I think about it, what would be a bigger stunner from Belichick in all time trading the greatest tight end in the history of football? Randy, uh, Randy Moss back, back to the Vikings. And Would that be bigger than Gronk? I think it was. I, I remember being – that was the most shocking trade I remember. It was after the season had started. Richard Seymour, I Richard don't know. Seymour, I mean, not shocking. That was a big trade. Logan Logan Malloy, was, a Malloy was shocking. But yeah. That one came out of nowhere, and it was yes. shocking in I, the moment. It was n- none of captain. these would be bigger than Gronk, though. Really? Not a bigger story, but bigger surprise. Just because at this point, you're right. Why it, it, it plays to everything we know about Belichick that he would – Trade him. He doesn't if, if like for this. the right for the right value. I mean, how right. is Belichick like an offseason where all these players, all the reports, no one likes Belichick. They're tired of Belichick. They're over his mo. They're tired of dealing with this guy. And like you've got Gronk mouthing off. You've got Brady playing this sort of you know tete to tete business where who knows if he's showing up to. There's a little workout. Uh, Bud Kilmer. When does he snap? Void vibe here. Maybe there's some <laughs> inmates are about to overthrow what, in the in asylum. Life, in life, when do you act like the cock of the walk? When do you start swinging it around because you don't care? You got nothing to lose when you're at Gronk's level in life. Gronk has options now. Yeah. He has post-career options, and yeah. I don't think it's about forcing a trade or hoping for a trade. Yeah. I think it's, hey, I can go to wrestling or I can go to the movies. I don't need football anymore. I mean, he has, he's got great business acumen investing in the horse uh, named after him <laughs> mm. just days before the horse pulls out of Get the scratched. Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Uh, finally in the news, the NFL announced that a uh, parrot will deliver the Bucks' third-day draft picks uh, from a pirate ship. I should say the pirate ship that's located at Raymond James Stadium. Mark, if you can give me a, a, a brief commentary. Remember when uh, your boy Costas would get up on his big, he'd climb up on top of his big boy uh, soapbox and, <laughs> right. and give his dissertations <laughs> at halftime of Sunday Night Football? Can you, because I feel some of the, it's, this third round, let's have a talking animal, you know, let's have a guy jumping off an airplane. These are still young men that are achieving their draft dreams, and we're turning this over to farce uh, television. I'll set you up there, and hopefully you'll run with that. I may have um, more to say on this during our Go Get My Lunch uh, segment, but what I would say <laughs> like more is champions. that what, an, what yeah, annoys Mark me. Mark looks like at, at his highlighted, typed-out pages <laughs> of notes. What annoys me highly <laughs> is that for us uh, who cover the game, that, that by the time you get into mid-Saturday – you are ready to hang yourself from the ceiling of the newsroom because the draft couldn't be any less headline-worthy or name-worthy or anything, and you need to get that podcast done and get home to other human beings you call your family. And what they've done with this third day, and I'm sure anyone inside the building listening to this will not be pleased with my no takeaway. No one's listening. 
is that they have said, let's take day three and extend it by multiple hours because of <laughs> nonstop chicanery. It's because we long. need to have last year a baboon announce an Indianapolis Colts draft pick as if that helps anyone Who's or if most, it's exceedingly it's entertaining not, to watch. It's not delaying the draft. Well, Greg, I understand that you're going to stick up for it because it's NFL Network, but I would say that in terms of actual programming, it is an insulting watch for anyone that comes there to actually watch football content. And now it's – and listen – You've got R2-D2 oh, well, announcing a pick. You have Chewbacca announcing a pick. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need any of this. This is eating into your script, but I like it. It feels yeah. like the appropriate spot. I don't need any of this, and nor do you. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. None of us need any of it. But I, I'm, I do find it funny that people are like, oh, the sanctity of the draft. It's not the sanctity. People, it, people is, it is the names. Do not, even, do not tack 90 minutes onto a day that is already excessively boring. There's no extra boring. time. The picks are, I think it the is, picks are being made it, anyways. The it picks is are being longer. Made. It is longer because they the pick is have, made. They stop down. They've got to go to oh, camera they, eight out in some random city. They continue city. to make the picks. Of, they continue to make it's, the picks. No, in that they, draft, they, they don't even just, mention most of the picks. Most people don't even get their names mentioned. They just said, oh, let's catch up. By the time you get to the end, the they would wheel it along on a ticker tape on the about bottom. This? Greg, you mentioned sanctity, and that's not something to get caught up about. Saw your son, Walker, uh, this yeah. weekend. Beautiful young boy. Uh, imagine 10, 12 years from now, 15 years from now, he's drafted yeah. in the fourth round. And mm. you're sitting it's at the television. Me getting drafted. The whole family's together, and they have a, um, a hammerhead shark <laughs> typing out Morse code of your son's name. <laughs> Rather than some re- like proud representative, uh, you know, let's say, you know, Wes Welker making the announcement for the Patriots, you have a hammerhead shark and they put a little hammer on the top of his head and then have him tap out okay. Morse code. You're how about W A L A? You know, how about a- the thousands R- of third day draft picks over the last? 30 years that haven't had any announcement. That's the vast majority of them, and no one's cared at all about that. By the way, that. you didn't answer the question. I would be fine with it. It'd be kind of funny. Okay. At least you'd get a little pop. You know, most most of those guys, don't. they literally don't get announced. But that's it's what, just a ticker thing at the bottom. Which, which, by the way, got us home at 5 p.m. Here's what I learned a long time ago about TV networks. When your shows are no longer targeting me as the audience, I feel no guilt about leaving your show. Like, why would I have to watch a show when the target audience is 12-year-olds? And one, la- and, one la- fair. <laughs> and one last point. Who's the most important single individual in NFL Network's draft coverage? Charlie. Mystery relevant. Charlie Uke. Mike Mayock. Oh, yeah. oh and Mayock can... Uke was some pop. A lot of good bits. We'll get into that. We'll there. get into that. Mike Mayock. That guy nearly walked off the set in disgust, and it wasn't manufactured with the talking baboon last year. Now they're going to have parrots and who knows what else just to get a reaction out of Mayock. Let's not completely. It's well, right. But that, it's, it is See, a that, it is a world war. You know it that is reaction a though keg. is what guaranteed that it was coming back. Our reaction is what guaranteed it's coming back. Someone actually cared about the fifth round of the draft for a you're, second. Right, even you're if safe. You like check your network boxes here. I'm defini- West, I definitely West, am not a fan. It is a powder keg. Agree with me. It is a powder keg. I'm just keg saying the, sec- the second that Mayock had that reaction, that guaranteed it was coming back because they just wanted to annoy him again. And now a word from our sponsor. Spending too much time at the office, on the couch, or sitting in your car, you begin to confuse who, what you do with who you are. That's why you need Spartan. Spartan is an obstacle course racing company with races for every athletic ability and skill level. But it's not just a race. It's a way of life with 60 races all around the country, starting with 3-plus mile, 20-plus obstacle sprint, sprint capitalized, all the way to 14-plus mile, 30-plus obstacle beast, Beast capitalized. Any racer can find what's right for them as long as you leave your excuses behind. Wes, pay attention. Let it, <laughs> let it all propel you through hills, climbs, and carries. Will it be easy? Uh-uh. Will it be worth it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sign up for the best weekend meeting of your life and race alongside fellow Spartans like Randy Moss. Probably the NFL player. Excuses don't live here. Find your Spartan race today. Visit Spartan.com slash around for an exclusive offer to find a race near you and view Mm. training and nutrition tips. Spartan race, baby. All right. It is time for the fifth and final installment of our draft quarterback series. And who have we gone through so far? We started... Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yep. Then we moved on and we hit 
Josh Rosen. Then, Baker Mayfield. Then, Josh Allen. The big four. Okay? But that's not it. We got one more to hit for a very particular reason. Because the man that I reached out to demanded it. And now he's joining us live on the Around the NFL podcast. I reached out to this guy. I said, hey, which one of these big four do you want to talk about? And you know what this man said? He said, screw you. I only want to talk about one guy, and his name is Lamar Jackson Spice Rack. Welcome back to the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, glad to be back, sir. Spice Rack, if How you are. the acoustics, by the way? I just found a safe space. Is this... Uh... How are the acoustics? You're safe, you're safe with us, Spice Rack. It's always safe in here. It's sound a safe good. space, and you do sound good, and everyone should know that Spice Rack, in addition to being Chris Wessling's desert consigliere on all matters draft-related, also works on the, at the pool top of one of the most exclusive Vegas hotels and resorts, which I will not share for privacy reasons. He is the Spice Rack. He doesn't need mobs of fans uh, <laughs> jumping into the pool trying to get to him. But what I want to tell you is that he excused himself from the pool. Don't worry. He's not a lifeguard. He is talking to us now. Spice Rack, first of all, how are you, buddy? It's been a while. Buddy is right. I miss you guys dearly. And uh, I'm doing okay. About the, about the same. About the same. But I've been um, mostly concerned with you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, why in, is that? In what, in what sense, Spice Rack? Thank you. We think. I sense some tension. And I've heard some rumors. Talk to us. What do you from hear? who? What are the sparrows telling you? You got people in well, Vegas we'll, talking to you. We'll talk about it off here. I thought we were here to talk draft quarterbacks. What happened <laughs> to that? I like it. That's a tease. That's a you tease. brought it up, Spice Rack. Yeah, well, I'm full of BS, and uh, you know, sometimes you just ramble and make some shit up. You've done a nice job lighting a fire in this uh, in this uh, studio now, and there's a lot of dissension, a lot of sideways glances. But Spice Rack, okay, here we go. You only wanted to talk about the Louisville quarterback. Lamar Jackson, tell us why your pants are on fire when you talk about this kid. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's uh, <laughs> relegating him to uh, like a secondary uh, player as far as these, these main quarterbacks are concerned. That's my first issue. Right. You don't like the idea that he's not mentioned in the breath of the first four quarterbacks we've talked about on this show. He's accomplished a lot more, and he has, uh, it, it, uh, you know, upside for days. I, you know, I think really, though, Hansis, the reason I wanted to kind of come on and talk about him is sort of the angle that even if Lamar Jackson does not work out long term, and he's not really a project in the sense that uh, uh, can he run past people or uh, if he's got a second to throw, can he complete that pass? Because he can and he will and he looks to throw. But it's, it's when you look at the, mo- the extremely mobile quarterbacks, even if they don't last, Steve Young lasted, Steve McNair lasted, you know, Randall Cunningham came back and did his thing, usually they'll, they'll pop early. I mean, look at how explosive Vic was early. RG3, Kaepernick gave uh, the Packers 180 rushing yards in the playoffs. Deshaun Watson had the top NFL uh, offense in the NFL last year for a brief moment. Tebow won a playoff game. He's out of the league already. Vince Young out of the league, but didn't he win 60-plus percent of his games for the first couple of years? Rookie of the year. There you go. And, and, and so if you get a smart play caller attached to Lamar Jackson, I don't see any way, barring injury, but that's the case for everybody. Okay, you want to talk about his frame, being slight of frame? Of course that's a little bit of an issue if he doesn't learn to – I mean, Robert Griffin III never learned to slide. <laughs> One of the craziest developments in the history of my life. The worst slider I've ever seen. <laughs> How is it possible? It's, it's unbelievable. He's that athletic yet unable. Lamar Jackson won't have that issue. Now, I mean, I'll tell you what else Robert Griffin struggled with was just absorbing a hit. This guy did not know how to get out of the way. Lamar Jackson's not that. His instincts seem like a, Robert Griffin didn't jump off the screen the way Lamar Jackson did. He may have run past people, but he wasn't there wasn't a lot of wiggle attached to his game. Spice Rack, I have a question about the, the I will, thank you. I feel like Spice Rack's feeling good in a good headspace 
and we're getting good. So info. far, so good. We are. I would say so far, Spice Rack. I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling terrible. All right. Well, just stay confident. Well, you tried to sow some seeds of you know dissent among <laughs> us, so that was a tough start. But I, I actually, liked it. I actually I gave it. him points for that. No, I like. Right now, he's sitting at a solid B right now, and maybe trending <laughs> upward. Wes, go ahead. The Vic thing, I heard Trent Dilfer, who knows quite a bit about quarterbacks, say he's light years ahead of Vic as a prospect. I, I go back to 2001, and to me, Vic was not only the number one overall pick, but there was no debate about it. Right. And he was viewed as the most exciting, exceptional college player we'd ever seen at the time. How is it that Lamar Jackson is, is viewed by someone like Dilfer as light years ahead of Vic as a prospect. And do you see him as light years ahead of where Vic was yeah, at the I time? Do, I, I see him light years ahead as a, uh, as a thrower. I just think um, quarterbacks in general are coached up a lot more off season and seven on sevens. And I, uh, as well as just in games, I mean, Frank Beamer and Virginia tech, they couldn't have run a more, antiquated offense. He threw like eight touchdowns um, one of his years, Michael Vick. It's like he didn't throw the ball. What's that? Yeah, Michael Vick barely threw the ball in college. Right, and when he did, it was erratic, and and they tried to sort of, uh, you know, run a, you know, uh, eye formation, and, and, you know, that's not the way to spring Vick free. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a lot lot more polished as a passer. I don't think there's any question about that. And I've heard Um, a lot of talk that now that every RPO is the rage now, that Jackson, if he's in the right offense or the right play caller, he could thrive in that type of setup. Although there have been real questions about his accuracy as well. So he's not a perfect uh, I prospect. I think it's overrated. I think it's overrated big time. I, I think uh, he, he, he needs to rein it back in as far as uh, trying some of these Aaron Rodgers passes. Uh, he's, not, he's not there yet. But he's so much, again, erratic is the word I use because if we're going to do a comparison with Vic – I mean, Vic was all over the place. Lamar Jackson, uh, I mean, he's a nice passer. I mean, you saw him on, you know, his best days. He looked just unstoppable. But he's by no means, uh, like, a huge project as, a, as, a, as right. a passer. I just don't see it. Spice Rack, is it an indictment of the National Football League scouting base and front offices, 1 through 32, that he's not seen as one of these top four, that there's the four quarterbacks, then somewhere in the deep distance is Lamar Jackson, who some team is going to try to pick and then mold an offense around. I mean, how can you be the most electrifying athlete in the draft and being sort of comprehensively ignored up to this point compared to the other four quarterbacks, each of them who have known flaws? And in addition to that, do you believe that Bill Polian still has all of his faculties? (laughs) <laughs> no on Bill Polian. Last question first, Jim. Uh, but th- th- this top four, top five stuff, this is a softball for me. I mean, Josh Allen, what has he done other than measure? <laughs> I mean, he's in a, a lower level conference. He didn't raise the level of the competition. And let's not forget how athletic he is with that big, strong arm. I, let's say a, a comparison might be Jay Cutler. Remember, young Jay Cutler was very mobile. When he was at Vanderbilt and had nobody on his team and was against SEC defenses, he was in games till the bitter end. He was making players better. damn week. Josh Allen was unimpressive always. Show me what he did ever to impress. And so uh, the size and the arm strength, I get it. And I'm not looking at every little thing. So, uh, But I I can't imagine taking – Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson. All right, how about this? You ready? Here we go. Ceiling for Lamar Jackson as an NFL player and a, a player cop and a floor. See, I mean, this is ceiling. this could get you into A minus territory if you nail this. Your appearance. <laughs> the, there's not the the, the 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 ceiling. If you're looking for a player comparison, I don't really have one. Body type, he reminds me A-. of Jake Plummer, uh, but. I don't know who to, who to what you want me to freaking lie. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Randall Cunningham was slight, not preferably. He was slightly built, but he was a lot taller, you know. And uh, Robert Griffin III again, I saw as like a robot who happened to be fast. What well, I don't know. Here's why he's, he's, I get to tell you, he's he's uh, he Deshaun Watson does not have the physical ability of Lamar Jackson. 
Right. That's now, that's the thing. There is no. It's hard to compare because he's a new generation player. That's why, like, not that I'm a scout, but like watching Lamar Jackson, it it is. I'm writing about this for this week. Like, it is surprising to me. And maybe everyone is wrong. Maybe it's not a big four. Maybe you're right, Spice Rec, and the NFL agrees with you, and he's going to go in the top ten. Uh, on, like I don't think that's I don't think that would be that surprising at this point last year Deshaun Watson no one thought he was going in the top twenty five and teams were trading well, up. Who's saying he's going to fall beyond even twelve? I think everyone would agree with you at this point. Well, almost I mean, every I feel like every Lamar mock Jackson going literally at, at every, ten to a twelve is totally literally what's every mock draft on our website right now has him falling past that. I don't. I don't. I could. I totally feel like when these four other quarterbacks, if that's how it happens get plucked up early, someone right. is going to jump up and make sure they don't sit around at 18 or 19 waiting right. for Lamar Jackson to fall for them. That is nonsense. My, my thought is maybe that... He's a, he's a terrifying prospect that's not, to pass on. My thought is he might go ahead of those guys, though. Why not? Because he, he is... like he, His upside is the greatest running quarterback in all, of all time. I don't think that's that crazy. Oh, there's, there's, he's there's coming no into the league as maybe the greatest running quarterback in college football history. The only comparison is Vic, and he's like kind of 15 years later than Vic, so he's obviously like just at there's another there. level in terms of his running. Like Vic That seems to have such too. a high I'm sorry base. i to interrupt you, Greg. No, go you know, ahead. Vic had that real sturdy build. And so Vic, even though he was terrible at avoiding hits, his body was meant to – or, you know, built to endure that a little more. He could talk, he could, you know, he get. there's a little, so Jackson is vulnerable. He's slight of frame and, and he still thinks he's Superman back there, but they have that same wiggle. And I'll tell you what else, when they get outside the pocket, they, you know, there's not many Aaron Rodgers on the short list, you know, maybe like Matty Stafford. I'm not putting Lamar Jackson's arm strength in those three guys category necessarily, but that wrist snap, I know you guys must know what I'm talking about. Just sort of like on the move. And I, I mean, it's, it's not wasted motion at all. It gets there in a hurry. And it, uh, Jamar, Lamar Jackson's done a lot of things as a thrower and just as a quarterback. What I'm, he's a Louisville, okay? Louisville's not like, you know, it's not one of the blue blood uh, college football programs. It's, it's okay. And he had Bobby Petrino coaching him, but he's running it up on Florida State or running it up on North Carolina, whoever. And I mean, he's. Just to put a boat just to put a bow on this one, um, what I'm hearing from you is not only is it wrong to say that he's a huge project who will take a year or two, but it, a team would be forfeiting one of the advantages of having him by sitting him on the bench because if you as you said, if you have a coach who can do it, he has a, he has the potential to take the league by storm if oh, defenses yeah. aren't ready for him, and if you're sitting him on the bench, you're forfeiting that potential. Uh, well. Couldn't have said any better, buddy. I mean, you, but you drop him, Kyle Shanahan, or you drop him. What about Josh McDaniels? Of course. I mean, ugh. hey, that sounds that sounds like a beautiful uh, relationship to me. You know, we'll see. We'll can, see. Can make up for drafting this Tim is not, Tebow. This is not a Tim Tebow situation. <laughs> exactly. This is not a Tim Tebow situation. But the right play caller. I mean, I will say flat out, there is no way that Lamar Jackson, even if it's a six or eight game. Uh, you know, segment of one season that he doesn't absolutely light it up with smart, even without smart play calling, really. But if he has the right guy dialing it up, I mean, Lamar Jackson's not going to miss an open guy 40, 50 yards down. There. He's not going to underthrow it to be safe. You know, some Tebow, Tebow lob duck. It, that's not the case. This guy can really throw it. But when you see him with the ball in your hands, I mean, he's, Electric. Spice Rack, Electric. You, you've made an incredible case for your boy. I'll even let you real quick. We got to go, but I'm going to give you yes or no on this. If you want to get in for the first time on a go get my lunch prop that Lamar yeah. Jackson goes top 10. Do you want to put sandwiches mm. out there as a prop? Just throwing it out there. And then we have a chance mm. to take you on it if you want to do it just for fun. Yes. Anybody want to take? Why would I not take this? A, I'm in on this. B, yes. See, I, I, whatever it takes to be in on this. I'm I in. so agree with him. I just think this is gonna, he's going to get rushed up the board. The idea It's nice in, in early you know, February to say that he's going to go in round two. DJ has nonsense. him in round two right now. Nonsense. I nonsense. Will, not I not nonsense to up. DJ, but please. I will take no, you up on that spice rack. No Greg. way round two. No, that was going to be one of my props. Jackson goes in the top ten. Oh, really? Sorry yeah. about that. No, it's all right. Wow. Right. He was involved in one of my props, too. But in the spirit of this game, I will take spice rack on this All right, one. so Wes and I will take you on at spice rack. I, as you know, will be in Vegas in a, in a, in a few days or next week. I do know that. We so, talk privately because we are friends. We are buddies now. <laughs> 
We talk about WrestleMania seven and things of that nature. So if if uh, if you do in fact lose that prop, I'll be right in your neighborhood to collect both on behalf of myself and Chris Wessel. Bring it on, Zeus. All right. Hey, Spice Rack. Great meeting with you guys. A minus. Really nice work today. I'll take it. All right, get back to work. Spice Rack. There he goes. Uh, All right. There we go. When I hear him say we are friends, it tells me that there was a period of time, as Greg and Wes and Mark have suspected, where you were not. <laughs> when we weren't close friends? Well, when something, now we are. something dark and mysterious happened that I think potentially one, or, one of you or the both of you don't clearly remember, but there Maybe. was a sense of a falling out. Maybe if only not. we could get an insider to report on this. I mean, <laughs> I have not seen Spice Rack uh, since that first meeting. So I don't know what could have changed, but maybe you're right, maybe you're not. Time passed. Time passed. All right, so that's a great way, great seg now into Go Get My Lunch Draft Edition. We already have one prop on the board that Lamar Jackson goes in the top 10. Wes and uh, the old Zeuser have taken Spice Rack up on that. And, of course, uh, track all the props on GoGetMyLunch.org. Nick Fortier, amazing work. Uh, He has the all-time standings. He has a soundboard. He has who owes whom. Uh, and just so everyone knows, last year, uh, Wes, you had a nice draft, eight and five. Mark, what I was referring to last year was two-year props. It will rain during draft hours. That, that was not a terrible, and it almost did, by the way. But it did not. And a that team was, that was normal. A team misses a pick. That was probably you're giving away sandwiches on on one level. It's only happened what once and. 20 years, something like that. Yeah, it was a bit off the cuff, but at the same time, there were animals making picks and picks <laughs> arriving by spaceship and stuff. So, you know. And uh, it should it should be also mentioned, Greg, that the old Zeuser went 11-2 and two last year. Mm. So wow. I have a uh, – that is probably the all-time greatest single round in this game. So I have a lot to uh, people live up to. People still talk. <laughs> yeah. There is – there is. We recorded, like you walk yeah, down we, to Cozy Inn, we, we people, always, you got, there's still yes. a buzz about how you did in last year's uh, sandwich wager. I did a 30 for 30 about it, actually. I just recorded <laughs> you did. my uh, – my, uh, <laughs> Parts for it. It took a couple. ESPN days. passed on that, but you you yourself <laughs> came up. With that. All right, so let's get into it. Go around the board, but we'll start as we always do with a universal prop, and this universal prop, uh, the second quarterback off the board will be blank. Second. That's the so second. random because we don't even no one knows the first. Exactly. First okay. too easy. Exactly. Well, we could say first, and then I, I, most of I us would probably say Darnold. Easy. Maybe Baker Mayfield. Then maybe make yeah. Sam Darnold the second quarterback. Like, that's yeah. what it's about, Craig. Yeah. Let's go around the room, starting with you, Mark. All right, second quarterback off the board, and I expect it to go to the New York Jets, will be Baker Mayfield. Okay, Chris Wesley. Josh Rosen. I was waffling on those two options because Rosen is starting to pick up some heat with the Jets now after Mayfield for the last 10 days or so, but I will stick with – Baker Mayfield, second quarterback off the board. Sam Darnold, your boy, Mark, goes first. I guess I'll go Baker Mayfield. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. Now we go through it, starting with you, Mark Sessler. Your first prop. All right, the tie-in that I mentioned. Prediction. NFL Network draft crystal baller Mike Mayock again becomes a major side plot by destroying the league's somewhat corny, corny day three shenanigans. I will quantify this by saying A, this is how you would measure a win or loss here. Yeah, that's important. Mayock trends on Twitter to some tangible degree. I mean, like legit Twitter heat. Because well, here's the other how thing. about uh, maybe U.S. trend? U.S. trend. Um, that's the little sidebar. That, I, on draft day, I don't think that's okay. too much to ask. Because I think there's another w- world here where they basically say, they get in his ear and say, no more. You stay silent on all this stuff. It, I so don't the, think they control. I'm just saying there's an, I'm just saying there's a world. They love, so, I think they love it. Okay, so then, all right. So part B of quantifying this, there are at least <laughs> a handful of articles, you know, all over the place, written that quantify how much Mayock hates day three of the draft and its ultra excessive wave of tedious bells and whistles that ponderously slow the process to a crawl while guaranteeing that our Saturday wrap-up pod, which used to operate efficiently, now begins at like 6.45 Pacific time due to all the white-hot, overly slick anti-drama. Uh, that's <laughs> this narrative is very similar Basically, to the Lions not showing not up done. trading camp. Not done. Time. Basically, <laughs> Mayock's annoyance needs to become a thing. Yeah. And you guys, you guys can decide if it does or does not. Yeah, we'd have did, to bet against that. To, to uh... you would say essentially, it's going to pass without being a thing. Well, there, I my honest feeling on this is that NFL Network 
is already baking this into their coverage. Yeah, and that's why the thing. cockatoo or the parrot is involved. And whether it's that's a thing fair. or not, they are going to needle Mayock on it until they get the reaction they need. But you have incredible power because if you decide, yes, it becomes a thing, you will owe me sandwiches. <laughs> but if the three of you decide it, it does not become a thing, the same way that you snowballed me with the Philly special, <laughs> I will be teed up to purchase yet another round of meat-infused sandwiches for three well-fed whites already making a bundle of money to cover a child's game. Um, but teed up as far as it goes when it comes to you paying out your sandwiches. Right, yeah. This uh. is like, well, <laughs> what does it matter? I'm going to buy one of those like heroes that go the entire length of the newsroom <laughs> at this amazing. point. So. so you're the... It this will I do. I feel like this. You're um, saying it won't happen. I'm saying it will happen. Oh, I agree. Well, who would disagree with that? Well, I feel like the the this the engine behind this particular prop got a little destroyed in our in our pregame. Also, so even if and we, I had nothing else prepared. Even if we so. didn't bring it up, it was always about just you making this rant rather than a prop. Let's let's keep it real here. This is. <laughs> I think someone should take. I think someone should take I, me up I on will, it. I, this is a huge gamble, but I'm gambling. That Mayock has learned how to laugh at himself, but even then it'll become a thing and be trending, and they'll make it. And he'll laugh at himself by, yes. by having but fun if with he's, the idea the only, of being annoyed. I think it won't trend if he is like kind of playing along, but being kind of annoyed, and no one really senses real annoyance. So that's the third day of the draft. There's not a lot of you, pop. That's the whole you idea said behind it. Beyond trending on Twitter, there will be articles. All over the place. Yeah, I want to find how much he multiple hates articles. It. I will give you. I will give you the copy. That is your. You can deal with that. You can decide Does whether it have or not. to be both or just one of the two. Let's see. <laughs> At least a, a handful of articles written about how much Mayock hates. I day think three both because I'm saying it's got to super strong. It's got to oh, be gotta both. both. Got to be both. It's got to be articles. People writing articles. It's got to be Twitter trending in America, and you know, you deciding whether or not it is what, or is not. What? 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 is the determination or what determines what a real article is. Does it have to show up in a published... It's not time, but it's not going to be up in, in Newsweek or Time necessarily, but it's going to Literally be... Literally anywhere. A flood of, of sports internet, articles. Couple yeah, yeah. internet articles. Yeah. I think that Mayock is legitimately annoyed, but he's playing for the camera and is not going to be, allow himself to be needled, so he'll go along with it. Well, let's see. I. All right. I'm not sure about that one. I got to think about it a little bit longer. The second part's a little. There's no way to sloppy. really quantify it. Yeah, I think I'm walking into a trap. You have extreme power. So, anyways, continue. Go ahead, Wes. I'm going to stay away from that. The Colts will not draft at number six overall. Hmm. Sure, I'll take you up on that just for the fun of it. I could certainly see that going either way. But. I believe that the Colts are. Wrote about this in a mailbag today. I think they are in. What they hope is going to be like a accelerated rebuild where they are looking at this year as a way to get everything back on track and have luck playing and use this draft to rebuild. And they didn't spend in free agency. They'll spend next year. So I think it would make sense if what my hunch is there is correct, is that they are going to trade back, get more draft picks and continue to patch a roster that has so many holes. I'm with you, and I feel like they, during the team press conference about the draft, they made it almost painfully clear, oh, we see you know, primetime players down at 12, 13, 14, almost to telecast, we're going to move down, and we already told you that we believe we got a good player at that place that we didn't make. If Chubb fell to them at six, I could see them sticking. I don't think he's going to, and I agree with you. I think they've always broadcast a high trade possibility and there's too many teams that got to race up to get the that quarterback. Bills Cardinals. They, right. they have, they, that was kind of advertising like, hey, we're, we're a place you can come. And qu- draft, if they stayed there and draft Quentin Nelson, which a lot of people speculated, that would be a perfect pick for them. But Six is so valuable. They already, they already, you, you know, you had your trade value chart the other day. They yeah. already wiped Jimmy the Johnson's floor with the Jets in terms of the trade value. I mean, they picked up incredible value and so I think they'll be happy with that and they're so, such good players. I'll say they'll stay. Nobody's wiping the if the Jets get their quarterback, the floor. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying in terms so of your trade value chart. They, I'm taking them up. All right. Just just because I think it's less likely than than fifty percent. Uh, I like to do because of the team I know the most. I always like to do one Jets one. So I'll just say the Jets will draft Baker Mayfield. Anybody taking me up on that? And I get the field. Every the other field. player. Every in the other draft. field. Oh, okay. Every quarterback. Yeah, I'll take it. Why not? Well, I like I always I have few I, like I have few care. rules that actually you know kind of go against you as a as someone that would you know wager here. It's not really smart, 
But I, I like them all to line up. I want to root for the same thing. I already said Mayfield to the Jets as the second quarterback. So, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to have to not take you. Wow. I, I just fully believe they're taking Mayfield. I don't want to have two that are opposite each other. So I just got West there. Apologies. <laughs> you know what? Because the other reason I lose in this game is like, oh, no, it's better for the show if I just take Dan up on something. No, that's that I all totally in your head. You, you're, that's what, in your, I know. what you want to do. Believe is, me, I'm up in my head on this game. <laughs> okay. All right. So I just got West there. All right. You're up, Greg. Uh, I will go with uh, the Patriots take a quarterback in round one. Love that. Well, I will. I totally. My, I'm narrowing You will down find a, out a that round. I agree with you soon. I'm not taking you up on that. Of course, they're taking a quarterback in round one. You're saying? I said round one. I'll take you. That's I'll take you. Hanging it. Yeah, I think they're going round two. And remember, everybody's got to have at least one onion hanger. That might have to qualify because he took my Lamar Jackson in the top ten. I'm I'm scrambling. I'm scrambling like Lamar. That <coughs> that ruins mine. Well. I can expound on Greg's. I'm not. We only know like because, seven yeah. players in this draft, so it's tough to have <laughs> yeah. a totally different play. Uh, round two, Mark. Okay, this is sim- very similar to Greg's, but in the past we've seen the Patriots address positional needs, positional needs by drafting players in bunches. Bunches, Dan. They did it at tight end in 2010 with Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. They did it running back in 2011 with Shane Vereen and Stephen Ridley. They did it in 2015 by nabbing three defensive linemen with their first four picks. This, intro- this introduction, <laughs> up an this introduction right now. on my part, <laughs> laced with a heavy dose of cherry picking to push a point, is my way of saying the Patriots will select no less than two quarterbacks in this draft, not one but two. Anything less, and I will owe sandwiches to a trio of Caucasian football heads Another one? who feel inclined to endlessly base in-studio parlor games around food and vice. I will certainly get this bet wrong and be forced to Uber to an overly ornate sandwich shop in the middle of some Los Angeles hipster mecca to pick up Vietnamese roast beef dipped lamb heroes for a three pack of football scribes who can't get enough animal product in their bellies while kicking their feet up on the chair and watching the clicks roll in on articles imbued wow. with their untouchable gridiron knowledge. Mm. This sounds like a fantasy world. Where can I get that, Mark? I'm stuck with the one who never pays off his sandwiches. That, I love that, this guy. This guy's great. This guy's driving all over Los Angeles to pay off his debts. That sandwich sounded delicious. Why is there still glitter on this table from November? And um, I will take you. I will definitely take you. On that. Yeah. Two QBs. Yeah, well, That's how you do this. I'll, I'll take you, but... You know what? I don't feel great about it. I think that sounds about right. Maybe a f- one in the first and one in the sixth. And then you say Brian does, Hoyer beat it. That does sound exactly like what they do. So, but I'm going to take you just on principle. All right, yeah. for calling us, you know, Caucasians. And don't think we forgot when you went on your USO trip. You never said boo to any of those guys that were eating steaks and all sorts of meals the entire time. Come back here and you're picking on us about our eating habits. I was their guest on some mm. level, nor was I, I was not. And they were also three or four times larger than me. I was their I'm, guest. I, How so? They were guests. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to sit there like, hi, I've known you for eight hours. I'm going to start picking on the third dish that you've ordered as a main course tonight. I'm intrigued that's by how you build I'm intrigued by the, these Vietnamese heroes because that's, that's combined. Because I don't know. I just inherently remember, are Greek, and you got the Vietnam. You know, these guys referring? are like all into the Vietnamese sandwich sandwiches. That's what I remember. One time, you, what Mark's referring to, it's a now closed establishment. But one time, Mark had to pay off sandwiches and went <laughs> and got us all bon me sandwiches. It was ridiculous. And Mark was completely repulsed by the. Thought. No, I just it was like it was like <laughs> what really? This is what you picked. <laughs> All right, Wes, you're up. <laughs> oh, well, staying with the Patriots quarterbacks. Okay. Patriots will not trade up for a quarterback. They won't trade up. They will not trade I up. I will take you on that. For a quarterback. I will take you on that. As much as it would be saucy if they did, I think it's more likely that they do not. Yeah, I'd be surprised. So I'm with you. I'm going. There's so many Patriots quarterbacks probably. Take me on, Wes. So, Greg, your philosophy of staying consistent Who's the quarterback that's going to fall to them in the first round if Lamar Jackson's going in the top 10? I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Mason Rudolph, mm. maybe. All right. Ayaletta at 31. Who knows? I like this one. Um, actually, I'll save that one for my last one because it's pretty wild. Uh, we got to go three. Well, no. We need an onion hanger. Here we go. One of the big four. It's a little bit of onion. It is. Uh, I'm going to lose. One of the big four, and as we know, Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, Allen, is drafted by a 2017 playoff team. Today I'm going to show you a little bit about growing huge onions. I love it, and I'll take you. 
I love it. Because almost certainly Jets and Browns are taking quarterbacks. So it's really just two, those two guys. I mean, the only thing, though, Bills makes it. It's the Bills. It's the Bills. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to take you on that. Oh, that's some stinky bait. <laughs> I can't. I'm not taking you because the Bills are taking a quarterback. They absolutely are. Unless there's no quarterback from them. To they take. are. They are. But if, if they take Lamar a, Jackson, Dan still wins. No, you said big four. No, he, big four. that's true. If they, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, it has to be one of the big four. It's it is silly that Lamar Jackson's like it, Lamar Jackson's like I beat Deshaun Watson in the Heisman and I can't get in in a group it's with like, uh, that's Josh Allen. Josh Allen threw six interceptions against the JV team in Iowa last year. It's absurd. <laughs> so who's taking me on this? You say that one of the playoff teams drafts one team that made the playoffs drafts one of the top four quarterbacks. Of the four top quarterbacks, Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, Allen, one of those guys or more gets drafted by a playoff team from this past season. <sighs> I'm, I, I'm not going to take it just because of the Bills factor. Bills still banging you all this time later. I mean, I think the they Bills are one of the worst. The Bills are the trading up with the Colts scenario that I that I see. So nothing. Sorry, <laughs> stinky bait. I got nothing there. Well, does, don't you think that's? I would. I would think that's. A, would you uh, take that? That, that we, would be a favorite. You yeah, put, the bills. You pet that up in the board in old uh, spice racks employers. You know, <laughs> which I would a, never do. They would be favorites. That would be a favorite. I would think the Bills take one of those quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying. So are you right. taking? So no, I'm not. No, you're not. Okay, you're up, Greg. All right. <laughs> Get ready, because. You know, you guys maybe haven't been doing the studying, but watch out because Isaiah Wynn spelled I-S-A-I-A-H. Isaiah Wynn, a guard from Georgia. Really like what he does as a road grader. Gets taken in picks 27 to 32. Talk about stinky bait. Hold on. I got to Google Isaiah Wynn. Hardly a sexy uh, proposition, but... Oh, what if it was supposed 26? to be recognizing the fact that I have no idea about any of these players or what's going to happen? Right. Well, it's a straight okay. guess for all of us. I mean, I'll, t- no I'll take you up because just gonna why not pick a guy in a spot? You're being subversive. Is what I feel like it's probably going to happen. You're going to win this and yeah, I'll then, take you, you on know, it. Run around the hallways glowing, but I'll, I'll just <laughs> take you <laughs> up. <laughs> on this is exactly how Greg gets atop the standings and then brags about it forever. Because have I said some, one word? Some guard gets picked at twenty-seven to thirty-two, or what? I uh, have I said have I bragged about this? Forever? Just know we will. I'm not... with you, Wes. I think the competitive. It's not a competitive. It's not a competitive one. Uh, just for gets I, and I giggles, admit, I, I will take it. Okay, we'll see what happens. But you're not going to get any credit if it checks out. I don't want any credit. Okay, last <laughs> round. I'm trying to end this parlor game. <laughs> Such right, a qualifier. Um, if you get to a point where there's too many things you don't want to do with our show, you could leave the show. Oh. It's not. It's not that. Because <laughs> now think, you're killing off. Go get my lunch. Or well, just maybe for the draft. All okay. of us. You know, we don't really. You know. All right. We'll we'll talk about that privately. All right, Mark. Last round. I'm trying to decide which one to go with here. Um. All right. How about this? We will see no less than four trades before we get to pick twenty, and that that means trades that could happen mm. starting now, where someone trades up to number two. Mm. But like, there are at least four trades that impact the top twenty, and not less. And you know what? I looked back around because I've done something like this before, and I got waxed in the past because that <laughs> doesn't happen as much as you think. It would be kind. It would be rare to see four. There isn't a lot. Of... So the Jets trade doesn't count. It has to be a draft. No, I would day say. Trade. Right. Well, what do you guys think? That I, does that count. not count? I don't think that should count. Because that, then you would that really would three. only be three from here on out. I'll right. say I'll say four more trades. Four which trades now feels very between unlikely. now and the twentieth pick. Or or would it have to be like during the draft? No, no. I think no, no, no. Because if now, now, if the Bills traded number two in two hours, that's one of them. That counts. Yeah, yeah. I'll take you on it. It's a good one. Okay. I'll take you. That seems like a good over under though. That sounds about right. Wes. I am not going to take it. I think the smart money would be to take it, but I have, um, as Mark sometimes does, go by intuition, and I just have a feeling there are going to be trades. Cool. All right, Wes? If the Giants stay at number two, they draft a quarterback. I will take you on that. I will take you, too. I like that. That's my onion. Yeah, that is one. I like the And I like it. It's an onion hanger that's got a chance to reel in a lot of sandwiches, because I'll take you on it, too. Hmm. All right. It's a good one because logic still dictates 
or it makes sense that the Giants would take a quarterback. Everything points to they should take a quarterback, and we've heard nothing except for the if Darnold falls maybe and all that stuff. Right. Feels like maybe a smokescreen. I'll take you on it, but would not be surprised. I think I'm not likely to win it, but what the heck. Yeah, hang an onion. Got to hang an onion. Walla Walla is a big onion. Uh, giant sweet Spanish onions are good. And a red zeppelin is a big uh, red onion. All right. This one I'm going to give credit to Sylvester Valderrama on Twitter, who threw it out there as an option to do it, and I liked it. At least one player from every major position outside kicker and punter gets drafted in the first round. <laughs> Quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receiver, tackle, guard, center, defensive tackle, defensive end, outside linebacker, middle linebacker, or inside linebacker, cornerback, safety. Everybody. He's go. got safety covered, which is one you could look at and say maybe not. Yeah, judging, looking at the kind of the I'm, – I'm now just scrolling through mock drafts, essentially, and cheating. Uh, wouldn't that be the case in a lot of first rounds, except for the center? That – might be your problem. There's only there's one, one there's option. One, there's one option, James Daniels. Come I'll, on, Jamie. I'll, I'll take you because it's fun. I've heard three centers bandied about. Oh. As a first-round pick? Yes. Because the rest are almost all certain. I don't know if this is – this feels like about a 50-50. I feel like we are going to see every position. I'm no not, one I'm not taken, going to take it. No one has taken any of Dan's <laughs> wagers. That's I'm the way to take play one. it, though. That's it is the way his, to play. It is his that hurt birthday. That the last round, though. It is his birthday, and I'm going to take it to be a gentleman. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. It was very kind of you. Uh, Wes and Greg, both. I guess I uh, won't because – it, oh, to me, it would be very – basically, center is the only position that possibly couldn't be taken. Almost all the others – Well, tight end is pretty, a little Oh, tight end, too. you're right. Tight end, right. little dicey at that I tight end position. Greg's starting to feel like Mike got to get in on I'm this not gonna action. Take get in. I'm not going to take you. Okay. Finally, Greg. And I'll go – because I think I feel like you're you, – you usually are right if you choose the quarterbacks to get taken earlier than expected. I'll go Mason Rudolph goes before pick – 27 or earlier. Mm. So he'll be the sixth quarterback taken in theory. I'll even make it more specific for, for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> just throwing away sandwiches, that he'll be the sixth quarterback and get taken 27 and earlier. You I get, will take you, you get because of being the over, speci- yeah. specificity. Yep. I will t- I'll take you too. I like that. I was going to say overly specific just so I would avoid trying to say it's such specificity. A hard, such a hard word. Overly laser focused. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll take you on that for sure. Because it's got two so things have to go on your I think yeah. you're feeling maybe that's New England's move. Oh, feeling that could he's be banking somewhere. on it. I, I have the Saints. I mean, I picked 27 I'll go. Uh, as a possibility. Okay. As the the backstop there. Oh, this this is the year the Saints tell all the reporters every year that they're going to take a first round quarterback and they never do. <laughs> Go I get. They, I think they tried. They wanted. They've to been that. doing it since Grayson Garrett Garrett Grayson or whatever his name was. <laughs> Dick Grayson, Robin's alter ego, whatever it is. Um, GoGetMyLunch.org. It is the gr- fine site run by Nick Fortier uh, to track all of our wagers, and we will circle back to this on Saturday's draft, and that should. Uh, remind everyone listening of the schedule because it is different this week. The next time you'll hear from us is Thursday night. We'll record uh, late Thursday after the first round is completed, a complete uh, round one recap, and then you'll hear from us again. It only happens a couple times a year, maybe once a year. We do a Saturday show, uh, and we will do the full seven-round recap, maybe some winners and losers. Uh, Like I said, go over our props and that will be, Mark, the offseason will begin after that show. Yes or no? Yes, because it certainly has not been an offseason, I think, for any of us on any level at all. Right. That will get that, us to the That off-season. gets you to the point where there isn't, hey, every five days there's a massive NFL well, tentpole event that you must attend or <laughs> latch on to intellectually. I mean, it'll be, it'll be a bit of a drag because we'll have to get Mark down from the ceiling he's hanging on, you know, on Saturday. Listen, but just move it along otherwise. on day three. And also, come on, uh, R2D2, for God's sakes. And just to put this on your uh, radar, Mark, I'm thinking uh, later later in June, I'm going to talk to some people. Have you covered the rookie premiere event in uh, downtown Hollywood? <laughs> I've done that before. I did it with you. And once was enough. Uh, all right. So, yes, you'll hear from us on Thursday night. Draft round one where uh, a lot of things will be different. So lots to look forward to. Uh, this is Dan Hansa signing off for a quiet storm. The mailman, the old boss. And Lindsay Fulton behind the glass. Thank you for that drop, Lindsay. It was very kind of you. 
Happy birthday. All right. Till draft night! <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.